0: Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh Fullerton and normally this would be the point where uh, my co-host, Morgan Jeffrey would chime in and Morgan's sometimes replacement, Helen Daly, would chime in. But today I'm actually joined instead by a very special guest, Doctor Who magazine's Emily Cook, aka the founder of Doctor Who Lockdown. Emily, how are you today?
1: I'm really well, thank you. Yeah, really well. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. You know, more lockdowns means more Doctor Who time, (laughs) so, you know mix 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 bag there. Um, so obviously, uh, yeah, Emily, uh, for those who don't know, has, um, since the coronavirus lockdown, uh, well, the first one kicked off back in March, been organising these watch-alongs, um, of, with Doctor Who fans rewatching um, older episodes of Doctor Who, well, from the last 15 years or so. Um, and, you know, very, very snappy hashtags, uh, you know, special guests, and all sorts of exciting things. So, Emily, I guess you know, cast your mind back through the fog of this very strange year to I think it was March when you did the first one of these. I mean, what kind of what kind of got you started? And apologies if you've talked about this before.
1: No, not a problem at all. Yeah, the, the first um, Doctor Who lockdown tweetalong was on the twenty-first of March. So it feels like a lifetime ago now, um, and I really do feel like I'm thinking back to a classic era of Doctor Who tweetalongs already. <laughs> um, but yeah, thinking back to that, it was obviously um, just before the very first lockdown that we went into, and I was just a little bit scared about what was happening in the world. It was a really uncertain time. We didn't know what we were going into with that lockdown. And as is the case of most Doctor Who fans, I, I turn to Doctor Who in, in times of trouble, when I need a bit of a distraction from everything that's going on in the real world. Um, it's a bit of a comfort blanket, a bit of escapism. And so I was going to watch The Day of the Doctor, because that's my ultimate pick-me-up epic episode. Um, and I just wondered if there was anyone else that wanted to join in and watch it with me, because my housemates aren't massive Doctor Who fans themselves, so I probably would have been watching it on my own. And I put out a tweet to suggest that we might all start watching at the same time, and um, the tweet had quite a lot of interest, um, and people were saying, yeah, I'll join in, um, and i one of those people was Stephen Moffat, which was pretty exciting. And so we had this massive worldwide tweet along, and that first tweet along of the Day of the Doctor, um, trended number one in the world. Wow. Um, which is incredible. And I think it was well, it was slightly before we did the tweet along. I, I suspected that we might be onto something, but after the success of that one, I just thought this is a this is a lovely thing. And people responded to it really well and seemed to enjoy it and there seemed to be a bit of a a format that could be replicated in the weeks to come and that is exactly what happened I mean I was gonna say
0: (laughs) I mean I was gonna say I mean how many did you end up doing I mean with that first one you I mean I don't know if you have a number to hand but roughly ballpark there it seemed like there was one a week for, for a good while there
1: was sometimes more than one a week um i can just add them up now one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen sixteen wow epic tweet longs and yeah it was more than one a week um because i was still trying to get to grips with what this format was i was kind of inventing it as as we were going and um, to be honest and i was trying to tie in some of the episodes with key anniversaries so some of the early ones were the 15th anniversary of rose um and then the 10th anniversary of the 11th hour that wasn't always possible but it did seem like a nice hook um and then some of the episode choices and the dates we did them were dependent on who was available and who was willing to take part um yeah it was quite an organic process and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and I was trying to keep hold of this thing and, and allow it to be the best thing it could be um, and yeah it was, it was a fairly uh, non-stop few months of lockdown. I had a busier lockdown than I planned um, but it was great fun and I'm just so thrilled that it that it helped so many people.
0: Yeah I mean it seemed it's one of these rare things in I think in fandom in general and even within Doctor Who, where it seemed to have this universally kind of positive response, like you know, like 99 percent positive response from absolutely everybody. And like you, you alluded there to some of the guests you had. I mean, it was an incredible kind of cast list that um, you know any Doctor Who convention would be jealous of. You had, I I think I'm just gonna run off the top of my head. Obviously, Stephen Moffat and Rusty Davis contributed to multiple episodes. You had David Tennant was there, Catherine Tate, Matt Smith, Richard Curtis. Uh, Catherine, I always say Catherine Tate, Catherine Tate again is, is how excited I am about Catherine Tate being there. Uh, Freeman Adjerman, John Barrowman. I mean, I mean, could you have imagined when you did that first one that all of a sudden you'd be corralling all these kind of big stars?
1: No, <laughs> not really. And the more I think about it, the more I realise what a unique time it was. And I don't think there was any other time, any other set of circumstances that would have allowed all of those people to take part in this way. Um, and it it did just keep getting bigger and bigger in terms of the names and and in a way it got a little easier as time went on because to begin with I was having to explain the concept to people and and with with Stephen and um, Russell in the early days trying to explain um, why they should perhaps join Twitter for this (laughs) Um, it's a hard sell because Twitter can be a minefield but um, yeah as the as the concept continued it people knew what it was and then heard about it perhaps from other people within the world of Doctor Who and wanted to be a part of it but the yeah most of the names that you listed there the um, Subwave Network tweet along which was um, Stolen Earth and Journey's End that had the biggest cast list that was pretty much everyone um, all the main cast members except Rose which is a bit life imitating art there because they're trying to track down Rose can't get Rose we couldn't get Billy Piper but um it no, it was it was utterly wonderful and, and just the excitement of getting Matt Smith on Twitter as well. I remember when when we realised that um he was up for that, the excitement of oh how can we best tell the fans? So we we then created some trailers for those announcements, just because we needed the excitement at that time. It was such a such a scary time and yeah, the doctor came to the rescue, quite literally. <laughs> and I think it's especially worth just um publicly thanking the, the Doctor Who showrunners really, who've been so supportive of this whole Doctor Who lockdown project. Um, I mean, all three of them um, for the first one of, of the lockdown project and, and releases and alongs were just so incredibly supportive and sending messages of encouragement and, and getting involved as well, getting involved and, and helping things to happen. And um, yeah a lot, a lot of it wouldn't have, have happened without their, their support and encouragement and I think it's just a um, testament to how much they really do care about Doctor Who you know it's not just a job or it wasn't just a job for them Um, they really care about the show and um, I think fans owe a lot to them and I just want to say um, on behalf of all of the Doctor Who fans, thank you to to those three people because they they put a tremendous amount of work into running our favourite show, and um they they deserve more kindness for it. I think kindness and respect they do a great job. Um, so yeah, thank you to them for everything they've done to support Doctor Who lockdown.
0: I think I think a lot of the people who enjoyed and joined in with those watchalongs uh, can be very grateful to those guys as well. Absolutely. I mean it's hard to imagine any other circumstances where, you know, all those people would have been available and willing to kind of give their time up for something kind of, you know, so I mean a lot of them hadn't been on Doctor Who for years, you know, so and you know, might 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 reasonably have wanted to, you know, move on. But obviously there's something special about Doctor Who that people do love to come back. I mean, was that subwave network tweet along? Um, do you reckon that do you feel like that was the pinnacle of of what the watch-alongs were?
1: I think I think it possibly was, yeah. I mean I kind of felt like this is peak. We're not gonna get as many people, as many big names all together. It was a big episode, a big two parter. Um and I don't know. There was I mean, I I love all of the, the tweet alongs, all of the watch alongs that we've done. Like like children, I can't really pick a favourite. Not that I have kids, but you hear people say that, don't you? They can't yeah. pick a favourite child, I can't pick a favourite tweet along. They've all got their um their own uniqueness to them and in fact after when we were doing the first one the day of the doctor I did kind of think when that was so successful I did think did we do more or should we just leave it as that one brilliant thing is it foolish to try to keep doing something but after the success of the rose one which was the second one we did that was equally as successful and I thought actually each one does have its own tone and its own theme and its own people and um but in terms of the subway network one coming back to your question there was just something electric about that night um i yeah i want to say i don't know what it was i do know what it was it was the combination of all these amazing people and fans around the world people the other side of the world getting up at 4 a.m or silly o'clock or whatever to join in um but it was it was just it was pretty special
0: definitely i mean obviously um one of the other attractions about I think the whole watch longs was all this extra material uh, that came from the writers and from the actors and so on. I mean, that started with um, Dan Starkey uh, doing a little video as uh, Strax and, you know, Stephen Moffat wrote a little script for that. Um, I think we hosted it on RadioTimes.com for time. And um, then it kind of kept on going. And then suddenly with every single one, there'd be these increasingly elaborate kind of, um, you know, uh, mini episodes. I mean, what kind of made you kind of want to do that as well? And you know, what was do you think the favorite one of those you did? If you could pick one of your children, there.
1: Oh, shit, you're making me pick now. I'll answer the first part of your question first. While I think about my favorite, and um, what made me want to want to do it. Well, I, I'm quite an ambitious person. I I have lots of ideas and I have big ideas and I like trying to go that step further and actually try to make them happen. Um, and I was. I was constantly trying to push what we could do with this. I really quite enjoyed the the restriction of having no budget and just being stuck at home because I think it creatively makes you really think outside of the box. Um, and I was also really aware that not only did we have a receptive fan audience to this new content, but the the people making it, the, the creatives and the writers and what have you, they were they were just really up for being involved as well because a lot of people that were creatively involved in those productions said that it gave them something to do a lot of people have been furloughed and, and genuinely were at home with nothing to do and suddenly this this little project this little mini show this little piece of extra content that we're making gives them gives them a purpose so yeah it was a case of trying to like up the game each time i do remember in the early days genuinely thinking i don't know that we're going to be able to do this every time because i don't know what yeah. the episodes are going to be i don't know um who's going to be available but uh, after the first few when i realized we had done one every time i thought well we've got to keep doing it now this is the this is the format you you get your live tweeters you you have the extra release it's a prequel or a sequel or something and um, yeah i just enjoyed trying to do different things and like you say, it's it's really funny actually comparing the the first one with Dan Starkey to to the final um, final one we did, which was the best of days, and that basically has so many people that actually worked on Doctor Who towards the end of Stephen Moffat Zero. You got Rachel Talalay and Ben Pickles doing the um, the effects, and obviously written by Stephen, starring <laughs> Paul Mackie and Matt Lucas. It was yeah, just. So close to actually being Doctor Who, um, and I'm not saying Strax says the day today wasn't, but that is just something completely different. It's it's really um, warm, and I don't know. I just I love the kind of evolution of those productions, um, and I'm just trying to fill time now because I don't want to pick a favourite.
0: <laughs> maybe I shouldn't ask you. I mean, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't ask. I mean, I guess. I think my favourite probably has to be the um the Sarah Jane one because that was just yeah. so emotional. I mean it's hard to kind of top that one, I think.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty special. I I remember when I was talking Russell into doing a second tweet along because he had a similar thought to me after the Rose one, um, which was really successful. He kinda of thought that was really good, glad I did it, leave it at that. Yeah. Then and then Stephen had done a couple more and and then I thought, oh, what if we did on the anniversary of Elizabeth Sladen's passing, and it's also David Tennant's birthday weekend? <laughs> what if we did uh, the the Stolen Earth and Journey's End, and did something kind of Sarah janey around that? And I, so I pitched that um, to Russell, and I said, oh, we we might even be able to get David to tweet along, and and it, it talked him around to doing it. And then very quickly, Russell said he wanted to to write the the final. Sarah Jane adventure and have that closure and it was just yeah the, the process actually was very emotional I get emotional thinking about it and rewatching it and um, so that is a very special one um I think I do I really like I'm really proud of Pompadour um mm. which was the was Stephen Moffat wrote um a, a coda to The Girl in the Fireplace and yeah I'm just really proud with the the way that um, I, I mean I could go through all of them. We've got Rory back, we've got Arthur Jarvel to reprise Rory. That was exciting. Um, just just all of them in their own way. They're all, they're all something different and something fun. And yeah, I'm I'm very pleased with it. Oh, oh I should also, I'm just am rambling and getting overexcited about it all now. Um, the Descendants of Pompeii was the first one to feature a bit of new music from Murray Gold. Um, ah yes. That that was so exciting when that piece of music dropped into my inbox and i listened to it honestly it was astounding and it works really well with the piece but just listening to the music on its own i was like this man is a genius and how amazing that he's come back to do this that goes for everyone that was involved in them but um yeah I'm getting rambly now. You need to ask me another question. No, it's fine. It's all very interesting.
0: Um, I mean, I guess one thing I could ask is, you know, from the sounds of all this, this was obviously a lot of work. This isn't your full-time job. Uh, You work for Doctor Who magazine um, and, you know, do other stuff as well. And, you know, what kind of made you decide, you know what, initially, this is the time to end it. Was it just the sheer amount of work or did it kind of feel like a natural conclusion?
1: Hmm, interesting question. Um, I did enjoy the workload. It, it was a huge workload as you, as you mentioned, but I'm a bit of a workaholic. I do like mm. hard work. So that wasn't too much of a problem. Um, and I, I knew it wasn't something that could be sustained indefinitely as much as people were loving it. And as much I as I was loving it as well. Um, I just knew that it couldn't carry on uh, forever. Nothing can. Um, but yeah, in my mind, it was always going to be as long as we were in a kind of a strict UK lockdown. And I know the lockdowns varied around the world and there were people around the world joining and I was aware of that. But in terms of my own um, ability to, to dedicate the time to it, I thought, well, once we're out of lockdown, I'm possibly going to be busier with other things um, and, and that will probably be a good time to stop. The problem was not knowing when the lockdown was going to end it was a constant case of I don't know how long I've got to sustain this for and how much more do I need to have lined up and how much should I spread it out and and it did it did fit quite well in the end um so so I knew yeah it kind of felt right to stop we stopped around um late May early June and we ended with the best of days release which is just such a lovely warm uplifting piece and um yeah it was just it was just the right time and it was a kind of gut instinct thing
0: um yeah one thing I do have to ask um is you know we mentioned earlier that 99% of people were were, love the watch-alongs but one question some people sometimes had was you know why no Jodie Whittaker we've got pretty much all the other modern doctors I think at this point um but I think there's a really good reason why Jodie Whittaker couldn't be included
1: yes there is it's nothing to do with any particular bias to any era of the show or any particular doctors. Um, but it's just a very simple reason of it's its current era stuff and and it does have to be treated differently because this era is still ongoing. Um and and quite simply I was advised and, and asked to just leave that era be, leave it to the brand team. Um and they, they may well do their own thing with that, but it was just safer to, to leave that and to focus on the stuff which is kind of in Doctor Who's recent history as opposed to the current stuff. There is kind of a bit of a, a distinction between that. And with my work on the magazine as well, we have that same principle when we're we're covering stuff that is pre-current era. You can be a little bit freer with it, but when it's the the current era that is currently in production and on television... Um, you just have to handle that a little bit differently. And and that is the that is the only reason. And other other fans may have gone on to do their their own 13th Dr. Watch longs. I think some have and that's great. But I think the problem was the kind of the size and scale of the ones I were doing were quite <laughs> were quite big. Um, and so yeah, I was advised um to, to just leave that be. And I was very, very happy to do that because there is good reason for it.
0: Essentially, big finish rules apply, you know, it's anything before the current era is fair game. And regular listeners will know that's our obligatory big finish mention of the week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Love big finish. Um, So, so we've obviously, you know, we talked about the amount of work it was and bringing it to an end. The Doctor Who Lockdown longs were wound down, you had some, you know, me time, you, you know, went outside, we all went outside and enjoyed ourselves. What made you decide after all that, you know, you, you, you'd you ended on a high, you had all that stuff in the background. What made you think now is the time to do it again? Because, for anyone who didn't hear this at the beginning of the podcast, the watch alongs are back, aren't they?
1: Yes, they're back. Series two. <laughs> <laughs> New. The who. revived New series. <laughs> yes, the revived um, series of Doctor Who Lockdown is back. Yes. Well, it wasn't always the plan, um, and obviously we didn't know that we were going into a, a second lockdown until relatively recently. Um, I had, I had when we stopped doing the tweet-alongs when we came out of our first lockdown. I hadn't completely ruled out the possibility of doing the odd one or two because they were fun and they brought people together. Um, so I, I thought, well, maybe we can do one um, to to kind of celebrate Halloween, maybe we can do one at Christmas, um, just like you might have a Doctor Who Christmas special, and I've always thought it would be good to have a Doctor Who Halloween special as well, mm. um, so let's do one on those occasions and, and probably just leave it at that. So I I'd, I'd planned a Halloween Tweet Along for Saturday, the 31st of October, we were doing Blink, and the Tweet Along actually got delayed because we were waiting for Boris's announcement, <laughs> <laughs> he was operating on his own weird wibbly wobbly timey wimey schedule that night, wasn't he? Um and the the announcement just kept getting later and later and I'm thinking, don't you dare ruin this for us, Boris. We need our Doctor Who fun. Um but then the announcement um started when the when the tweet film was meant to start. So I did I did hold it off for a bit because it was an important announcement and this to that and of course Boris says we're entering a, a second period of lockdown. Um and it, it kind of, it was all just in the moment. It was in the moment of this Halloween tweet along. Um, everyone was kind of feeling a bit down again because we were thinking of another month that we were going to have to spend down and potentially harder this time because it's winter and rainy and cold and grey. Um, and so I just, I kind of just thought, I can't not do this again, really. Um, and it was a very... It was a very spur of the moment decision, but it was a right decision. Um, and I just mentioned to people, let's let's do some more to get us through this lockdown, and it went down really well. Um, and it was the right call. Um, but I think, just like any series of Doctor Who, this one is going to be a little bit different and feel a bit different. Um, but I hope it will be just as much fun.
0: And one of the big differences this time is you've said that you're you want the fans to get even more involved than they were before. You know, but you want them to be submitting their own art and uh, contributions, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really wanted this one to be as fan-led as it could be. So whereas before um, the episodes were chosen not just because they were my favourites, but because we had people available to live tweet for them and maybe me or someone had had an idea for a piece of content for one of them. Um, that was kind of the driving force behind that. Um, and I just thought, how about this time let the fans choose? Uh, mm-hmm. So we've, we've already started um, with our first fan vote for, for what we're going to watch on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I decided we would do it every Saturday at 7pm, which hashes with Strictly. I know <laughs> that. I know it's an issue for some people. Um, but that is just classic Doctor Who time, I think. It's a traditional Doctor Who time. Um, so, yes, I've been asking people. I've, I've been steering, not steering, that's the wrong word. I've been just giving, um, jumping off points to people, so themes. So we at the moment theming it with companions. I'm suggesting a few companions and then people vote for their favourite out of that selection and then suggest episodes that that companion has featured in. And then we vote on the most requested ones of that. So the fans really are driving this. Um, and it's it's all a little bit more unpredictable from my end of things, but very exciting. And yes, there may well be some extras and bits and pieces that, that I can share, but I don't know what that is yet because I don't know what the episodes <laughs> are going to be. Um, But I I thought it would be a really nice thing to allow the fans to to be creative because there's some amazing talent out there in the Doctor Who fandom. And and I just really think it would be nice for them to be able to showcase some of their fan fiction or fan art or fan films. And so the way that's gonna work is each week once we've decided the episode, which will usually be on a a Monday or a Tuesday, we'll have voted for the one we're gonna watch. And then um, I will ask fans if they've got a piece of content they have created that is inspired by that episode or is related to that episode, to to submit it to Doctor Who Lockdown. And then a selection of that fan work will be uploaded onto the, the brand new Doctor Who Lockdown website. Um, and I just think it would be a really lovely thing for for people to, to have some new content from from the fans who otherwise might not have platforms for their work. So I, I hope that fans are going to enjoy taking part in a slightly different way and who knows what we're going to find. That's exciting it's thing. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs> um,
0: so do you know wh- what the next one is yet?
1: Yes, in fact. Timing, this is very good timing. I think the, the vote has just been decided with Husbands of River Song. Um, so that's going to be It's slightly early Christmas special, but um, I don't think anyone's going to complain. We need a bit of cheer in our lives, don't we? Um, the Husbands of River Song is, it was the most requested River Song episode.
0: I guess it was yeah. the most recent, wasn't it? So I guess that maybe makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I had some stiff competition and um, there's lots of great River episodes. That's going to be our choice on Saturday. And as for next week,
0: don't know. <laughs> exciting. Um, yeah. And I know that you're already asking people to, uh, you're doing another, you did a, a song uh, during the first part of lockdown for um, The Rings of Akhatan, Um and now you're doing another one for um, a Christmas Carol. Couldn't remember
1: the name. Yes, Abigail's song from A Christmas Carol. Uh, yeah, we're calling this one a lockdown carol. And <laughs> the yeah, the first sing along. We weren't sure how that was going to go because it's quite a big deal to ask someone to to isolate their voice and sing and record it and then send it to a stranger and um and not be too sure what's going to happen with it. But we we had an amazing global virtual Doctor Who lockdown choir over 300 people in that first one and it was just phenomenal it, it was really amazing to hear those voices come together and and as a result of that one I said to Borner, the um the German musician and composer that I'm working with on this um I just said should we do another one can we do another one and again it's it's a lot of work to, to pull together but we, we just thought um, and we actually decided that we were going to do this and announce this um, well in advance of knowing there was a second lockdown. We were always going to do that anyway. And again, it's just coincided really nicely. And we've already had quite a lot of submissions. So I have a feeling it's going to be an even bigger choir. And the plan will be to to release that sometime closer to Christmas. And um, that'll be, be something fun to share with people um, around Christmas time.
0: It's going to be great. Um, so, I mean, is there any, you've said something already, but are there any details our listeners should know about um, how to submit things like this?
1: Yes, um, the the best place to look now is the Doctor Who Lockdown website. It was all on my Twitter feed before, but things just get buried on Twitter. Um, so there is a, a brand shiny new Doctor Who Lockdown website, which is com. And on that website, you can find the, the schedules for any upcoming tweet-alongs, if you'd like to take part, the details of the sing-alongs, and um, you can also find there uh, all of the Doctor Who mini and extra content that was created before, that's all plated on there. Um, anything new that we do will be added to it, and all of the fan content that that I'm hoping to to collate and showcase will also have a special section on the website as well so that's the best place to look for all of the details of how to get involved with with any of that Doctor Who stuff.
0: Brilliant and already today I was just on there looking at um, along with the Blink Watch Along Stephen Moffat released the original draft script uh, which is great Um, so we may still be seeing a few little contributions from the uh, creatives as well
1: yeah, I, I suspect we will. I mean, I honestly can't say what that will be because um, that is the, the excitement of this. It's all a little bit unpredictable and a little bit unknown. I, I don't know what's going to come out of it. But um, all I do know is that the Doctor Who fans and the, the Doctor Who writers and people that have been involved with the creation of the show care about it so much. And they will want to help each other and help other fans get through this time, and that's the spirit of Doctor Who, I think, people coming together and just doing lovely, wonderful, inspiring, exciting, creative things, and so I, I have no doubt that there'll be some wonderful little bits and pieces for, for people to enjoy um, over the coming week, but I can't really tease any of it, apart from the sing-along, um, and apart from the fact that there'll be some Husbands of song content coming at the weekend. But um, yeah, other than that, I, I don't know what it's going to be. But it is going to be wonderful because I do think Doctor Who fans are some of the best of humanity because we are inspired by such an incredible TV show. And I really mean that. I really mean that. Yeah, so although, although we're heading into another time of, of lockdown and we're all facing really difficult things like globally, um, nationally and personally there's stuff going on in all of our lives but I think Doctor Who fans are incredibly resilient people and I think this whole um, Doctor Who lockdown thing has just shown how people do kind of step up when when it matters. I think um, it's going to sound a little bit corny to say this but I know that I've been inspired by the character of the Doctor and um, just try and be hopeful in times of trouble and try and do the, the good thing and the right thing and the kind thing, even when it's hard and to, and to just look out for each other. And, and I think this, this time this year has really shown how, how important that is. And I, I, and I think overwhelmingly, there is just a sense of um, just people trying to be hopeful and positive in this in this fan community and i think it's been invaluable um this year to be honest it's helped keep a lot of people myself included sane
0: well i'm glad that as we head into you know dark times literally and metaphorically there was a little bit more doctor who fun to keep us all going through the yeah, nights.
1: a bit of light in the darkness
0: exactly um well that seems like the perfect point to bring us to a close um emily thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh, and telling us everything about the upcoming watch i'll definitely be tuning in um and i'm sure lots of our listeners will too if they haven't if they weren't planning to anyway
1: they're very welcome to thank you so much for having me i hope i haven't bored you i realized i've talked quite a lot because i can hear it in my voice now i can <laughs> it's feel fine <laughs>
0: It's fine everyone's sick of hearing my voice at this point blaring over morgan so uh, i think it's a nice change um obviously if you want details of the doctor who watch alongs you can check out the emily's doctor who lockdown website we also have some stuff about uh, various watch alongs on radiotimes.com along with loads of other doctor who you know interviews features and things like that you can also check out other editions of this podcast on our youtube channel or on acast uh, spotify all the usual places that you find podcasts youtube's probably the easiest Um, until next time uh, I've been Hugh Fullerton Uh, I've been joined by Emily Cook
1: goodbye and thank you for having me (laughs) Uh,
0: and thank you for listening to everyone who is still listening and goodbye